Right, hello and welcome to another episode of Slogging It, the world's best cricket podcast, certainly in the view of myself, Simon Roberts and uh, Eugene Berger. Um, tonight we are joined by a man, um, well, a, a, a bit of a legend around here, uh, which we will come on to, uh, played at the same club as a youngster that Simon and I do now. Um, the man who's possibly, other than Darren Stevens, had the best start to a county championship season that has ever existed uh, and there are calls for him to be in the Ashley squad already uh, ones that we certainly hope come to fruition it is Nottinghamshire's Luke Fletcher how are you mate I'm good John mate thanks for having me on pal I'm looking forward to this one <laughs> absolute uh, pleasure been, absolute yeah, pleasure. I always go on you insta live and I can't wait to get on Good man, good man. You must be gutted that Huge isn't here then, because he's everyone's favourite on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I was watching you play golf the other day. I was, I was just kept popping on. Your team, <laughs> oh, smashing it all over the place. Uh, oh, we were woeful. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the worst been... selection of four tee shots. <laughs> yeah, you're on the side as well, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got must enjoy a round of golf. Yeah, we can't take it too That's seriously. It. Um, so as with everybody, Fletch, we always start with the the question is like. How did you get into cricket? Was it somewhat, you know, a family member that kind of just loved it and that's how you started it? Uh, where did it start for you? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not from a cricketing background at all, really. I mean, don't get me wrong, when we went to Skegness in the summer, we'd go on the beach and play. And on the driveway at home, I'd play with my brothers, but never really took it seriously and never was into it until I got released by Notts County. I was, I was, I was a goalkeeper. Okay. Um, so I got released by them when I was about 11, 12, something like that. And that's when I, you know, I, I sort of lost a lot of love for football and then sort of found cricket and um, just naturally ran in and bowled one day and, and that was it and, and I was away. And you, uh, well, obviously for being such a youngster, uh, the mighty Papawick and Limby CC, uh, a club of which you are incredibly fond, uh, still, um, I mean, I'll let Robbo talk more about this because he'll have a lot more insight into it, but... Um, what are your memories of the club? Obviously, I know you still come. You do still come down when you when you get five minutes to come and see the boys. But what is it about that that you know you, you still hold so dear to? Um, I think uh, straight away, Papawick's a place where it's just it just I don't know. It's it's quite an addictive place to go. It seems like once you've once you've played there or been involved there for a while, that it's just part of your life. Like I always mm. go down there. I've got some great friends there. I've had some of the best time my, times of my life there, um, and basically learned how to play cricket there. You know, just by having fun in the nets, playing one bounce, one hand, literally spending six week holidays there every single day, all day, taking sandwiches and just in the nets on the bowling machine, learning how to roll the wickets, cut the wickets, mark up. We did all that as well with Johnny, cut the outfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, caused a lot of trouble with it. Um, <laughs> poured, poured my first pint there. Had my first pint there. Uh, lots of obviously when you were over 18 at that point obviously for any of the authorities yeah listening. of course yeah of course yeah i mean yeah uh, <laughs> but no just yeah it's just such a special place yours and their throwers careers have gone in slightly different trajectories haven't they since you've been cutting the outfield together though. Uh, our waistlines have stayed on the same level but <laughs> yeah but he's only five foot six <laughs> uh no i mean i love johnny johnny's one of my best mates and uh it's a weird connection, really, because we're two two opposite people. Um, but he he sort of looked after me a lot when uh, when I was younger. He used to pick me up and and, and try and take me home because my old man was working at the weekends. and My mum don't drive, so he John did a lot for me. He was yeah, um, yeah he's a ledge, cracking fella, absolutely. 
Uh, I just realised I, I, I kind of told Simon to ask this question, but it'd be a bit weird to talk about himself almost in the third person. So as a junior, and Simon, Simon was, uh, you know, you can probably tell us, Fletch, but uh, Simon was a hell of a bowler when he was young, when he was a youngster. But the bowling attack at Pat in the first team at that point was you, well, you, the two of you, Phil DeFreitas, Mark Footit, uh, and Richard Hodgkinson, who obviously played Surrey, Derbyshire and Notts a little bit as well. I mean, that's that's some bowling attack in league cricket, right? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I played that much with them lads. Them lads were all above me. I sort of crept in a bit towards the late end. Um, but I remember being in the nets facing Robbo and and um, Footy. And we used to net at Mansfield and Hosier Mills in these indoor schools. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was most frightened. I, I used to be so scared. I used to hate it. And these lads are running in with these buffed up balls that we did shy at work all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was hooping around corners. A decent pace as well. I'm like a 15-year-old oh, yeah. back. Uh, but no, that attack was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was... Um, I, I don't think I actually bowled much in that team. I think I've, I might have uh, been late on, but I can't remember. I think it was Robbo and Daffy over the bowl. And then, I, you know, you could, don't forget you've got Jim, Jim Rhodes as well. you got Jim Rhodes as well. Yeah, great. Sorry, Jim. The one bloke I didn't want to forget. I've just forgot. He's the best one out of the lot, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's got it's certainly got more club wickets than all of us put together. I know, I know. But no, it was unbelievable. But club wicket back then, I, I think there's quite a few clubs that had attacks like that. You'd always have a quick bowler, someone bowling, you know, low eighties. But in club wicket, that's quite sharp, isn't it? When you've had a mm. few in lunch mm. on a Friday night, <laughs> so no, it was brilliant. It was great. And to be fair, that's probably where I started to learn how to bowl. Really, being around yeah, them yeah. lads. Someone said to me yesterday, <laughs> I've never, I've never met Mark Footit, but. Um, and I, and I have no idea about him as a bloke. People say he's a fantastic fella. We're talking about bowl outs or bowl offs or however you want to call them. Um, and he said he shoved his hand up, and the first one he sent down was back of a length. <laughs> yeah, Mate, you, you've got this wrong, Mark. <laughs> yeah, no. Mark bless him got clocked at eighty miles an hour at sixteen, oh. and got asked to train with the England Ashes squad because they had some left armour. Probably Mitchell Johnson or something like that. Mm. But yeah, and the worst thing, like Fletcher said about those nets, he, well, we all did. We all just used to bowl off like 17 yards because it wasn't the longest run up in the world. Yeah. So it was, uh, it used to be good fun in there, to be fair. And uh, yeah, but Mark was scary fast at the time. Scary fast. Yeah, he was, he was so, I remember him putting a ball through. I think it was Mel Brown's helmet who played well back. Yeah. He might have been playing. He went through the helmet. Like, the side. Yeah. He got stuck Made in the like, helmet. I thought it was yeah. unbelievable. He, so was, he was serious wheels, though, wasn't he? I mean, even when he... Yeah, yeah. When he, was, he went... Where was he? Uh, Surrey. Um, he finished... Derbyshire first. Derbyshire first. Then went to Surrey. Then I think came back up north, didn't he? Because he didn't really settle yeah, in. Yeah, came back to Knotts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he was, he was silly quick, wasn't he? Like, you know, Mark Wood quick almost. Yeah, he was he was as quick. I mean, he broke he broke Michael Klinger's arm, didn't he, in one day on TV? Right. He was uh, because Derby's probably Derby's probably the best place to bowl in the country. It trams through there as well, so it's got this live green grass, like an even covering the grass in it, and it's like a trampoline. So him in Derby, I mean, he got what did he get like eighty wickets one year, didn't he? he was just wow. yeah. people up for fun. But that attack, mate, was special. I don't think there's not many club sides that have got an attack like that. No, absolutely not. Um. The chairman, talking of Jim Rhodes, let's talk about Robin. Um, and he's asked me to uh, he's asked me to mention a couple of things. Let's go back to the the earlier of the two thing. 
Um, he used to pick you up in, uh, I think it was Morrison's car park for away games. But there was a certain yeah. certain spot uh, in which the agreed the agreed meeting place was. Do you want to just yeah, tell me that? We used to meet at like one of them like vans that pulled up that you get you get a nice sausage and bacon cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'd done a few the night before, and Robin. To be fair, everyone was quite really good with picking me up because I did struggle getting around at the weekends, like I said, because my dad was working. But uh, yeah, Robin had scooped me up, and we go straight to Matalan Car Park near Morrison's. And get a breakfast cob on the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tradition. I'm still at it now. I'm still doing it now. Is <laughs> that before a championship game? Yeah. <laughs> only, on day, only on day one, two, and three, though, Rob. I can't do four. <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> it's um, it's interesting. I've, I've, I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time because obviously I've known you for quite a while. But um, and we actually won the league together at Clifton when we. Both of us left Papplewick, ironically, and, and went there. And then um, we had some we had some good nights there. But I can remember um, everyone knows you as a bit of a joker, but you do actually take cricket pretty seriously, don't you? I can remember you having to get two buses and walking through Nottingham to get to Trent Bridge for nets and stuff like that. You do you, you do take it very seriously? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah, I mean, but that was that was purely because I just love playing the game. Right? I mean. It's very different now because it's a job, you know what I mean? So I have to mm. I have to do things a certain way. But back then I loved it that much that I would walk four miles with a kit bag. You know what I mean? I yeah, didn't yeah. see that as, I didn't see that as oh my god, I've got it. I I wanted to do it because I wanted to go and play. So I just love the game. That's that's the that's all the memories I have really. I'd like, do anything I could to get to the ground to go and play cricket or get in the nets. Robo said um, and I don't know if you listened to it, Fletch, but Robbo said when um, we interviewed him, and it, it, I can't remember, Robbo, who came up to you when you were playing at Yorkshire and said, does it feel like a job yet? Dave Lucas. Dave Lucas. When, mm. what, at what point did you go from, you know, as you say, just kind of loving cricket to actually going, oh, shit, this is, this is my job now. This is how I put food on the table for my wife and obviously two kids you've got now. Like, what Was there a, a real conscious point when that changed for you or... I wouldn't say early on when I first signed I don't, because I think you're still young then. So um, I think when kids come along, you think, "Well, you know, I, I've got to get this right now," because mm. it's not just me I'm letting down. If I don't get this right, it's not just me I'm letting them down. It's my family as well. So, mm. and you want to you want to provide for them as best as you can. So, whether that means me working harder in the winter on the skills and you know becoming a better bowler and then signing a better contract or signing on for a longer and playing as long as I can so that they can have nice holidays. Probably around then, yeah, and and I think also when you become a, a senior player, it, it's very different then. You know, because right. you, you know, you've um, you're looked up at by younger players, and you've got to set the the right example, which is you know that comes to everyone at certain points in their career, mm. and that's the next step of a, a different kind of pressure. Then you got to deal with you got responsibility to to look after all the younger lads as well. So. But I think you never lose sight of loving the game. I, you know, there has been times where I've hated cricket, and there's yeah. been times where I'm thinking, I don't want to play cricket anymore. I think I've had enough, and I'm looking at other things to do. And you know, how can I possibly get out of it? Um, but then, other things, strange things happen. You get a bit of form, and you're in a bit of pure passion, and you start loving it again. So, it's just one of them sports that's a really tough sport to play. But because it's so, there's so many lows and the there's the odd high. You know mm. what I mean? So you're never really having great days all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just love the game. 
Like in the, we, had, we had Nets the other week and Fletch was there having a beer with Johnny. We talked about Johnny. And then one of our young lads, a lad called Steve Sargent, he plays in our second team, he's a 16-year-old lad, Johnny, obviously Johnny, you know him, but he's batting in Nets and Fletch comes strolling up to the Nets. And like Robin, we spoke about cheeky asked him, like, fancy a bowl? He's like, yeah. So you've got Fletch running in. <laughs> Steve right. Sargent's face was like, he did roast you through the covers, second ball, and then... <laughs> I genuinely wanted to bowl them as well. I was watching. I want to get involved here. That's, you know what I mean? I was just in me to go and bowl. I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to go over bowl, but I thought, well, I'll, I'll finish this beer, then go and go seven few balls down. But I, I, I haven't bowled at Pat for a long time, and it's it's weird when you've been bowling at like Trent Bridge and you get the you know the pace and that, and you go and bowl a few things. You think, Jesus Christ, I've lost the idea. What's going, <laughs> what's going on? But no, I enjoyed it. it was, I always I love going down there. I don't get. Don't get enough chance to do it now, but you know when I get an opportunity, I go. I always try and make the effort to go and see people and um, go and support the lads. There's some, uh, there is some, some really good youth actually coming through. Steve Sargent, I think, has got the opportunity to be a really good cricketer. Uh, Sam Watson, obviously Louis Babra, who you probably, oh, you might know from his time in the Knotts Academy, Fletch, yeah, I know, um, yeah, I know. Who's you know looking a million dollars with the bat this year, uh, and just I, I, I watch him in the field, and he's half of my age, but. I mean, it, just watching someone with that much energy and drive get around at cover and backward point. <laughs> you might like, be half your age. Wow. It's also a third of your size. Oh, it's that... sapping, John, isn't it? It's sapping. Yeah. It's sapping life out, doesn't it? It does me as well, and I see people doing that. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> but, you know, fair play. And I, I just would love to think that I used to be able to do what Louis Babra does now. I don't think I ever could. <laughs> but it's not, it's nice to dream. Um has he? Has it? Has did Louis ever beat you in a triathlon? I know you're. For people that don't know this about, he's a bit of a triathlon king. Or at uh, I don't know. You know, there was a period where I used to just cane it every year, and no one could sort of keep up with me. But I, I mean, I, I noticed that this this year. I don't get me wrong; my scores were still good, but people are taking it to the next level now. So it's it's not that like I'm dropping off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are just machines now. <laughs> uh, I think I finished about fourth or fifth this year, but I don't know if Louis ever beat. I can't. I can't remember a time he's beat me or not. Who beat you? Well, who beat me this year? Toby Petman. He was. He he, he caned it. Oh. Well, the giraffe. Um, he, <laughs> the giraffe, mate. He got on the watt bike with his big long legs and he was just thrashing oh, just it. it. Oh, yeah. he was flying. And then he, he did a five k run in about seventeen minutes as well. Oh, uh, so well it was only four strides. Well, exactly. I mean, we, we do a lap of home Pierpont and then there's a Watt Bike Studio in home Pierpont and then we jump straight on there and we have to do 40k or 45k. And usually we go into the pool after because of the COVID, COVID stuff, we yeah, couldn't yeah. go in the pool, so, but it was a bit different this year. Um, but yeah, I've had some success in that, but I, I think my time's done now. And I, I don't think Brad has beaten me before, but I don't know what he said. He hasn't, he hasn't said anything. But yeah, he doesn't no, say anything. I don't anything. think he's beating me, mate. I don't think so. We'll be, uh, we'll wind him up about that anyway. The, uh, you, you mentioned. Can't be a fat lad from Bull <laughs> <laughs> uh, You mentioned purple patches. Like, I mean, your last two games, two career best performances. Obviously, um, not winning, what, the last two, three games? Having not won three, for yeah. three years, I think, previous to that or whatever. I mean, you boys are. Not only individually, I mean, we'll come on to that in a minute, but as a team, the the feeling around Trent Bridge at the minute must just be wonderful. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's took a long time, but yeah, it's. Um, I always say that 2017 was my favourite year because it had that feeling of whenever you went into work to or time to work to play, 
everyone was just buzzing. Physios, everyone, dressing room attendants, the whole place is just buzzing. Yeah. And that's when you know you're right. That's when you know you're on something. And that's when, that's the feeling you get when you know that a trophy's around the corner. Mm. But having experienced it before, that that's the way you want the dressing room to be like because it has such a, an impact on how things go on the field. Um, and yeah, at the minute, it's it's an amazing place. It's so chilled out when the when we're batting, everyone's just chatting, chilling out. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're going through bad times and you're, you're batting, everyone's tense and it's quiet and no one dares say a word. And yeah, someone... bowlers are shouting at batters, aren't they? Going, yeah, batters are the bats everywhere, gloves everywhere. It's just, but yeah, you, there's a real there's a real sense now that you know things are going in the right direction and. Like I say, it reflects on the field. Has there been anybody, and I know this is difficult, like, has there been a way of putting your fingers on, because you look at the squad uh, for, for Knotts over, you know, it's, just, it's a brilliant squad in terms of the names that you've got and the ability. It, I mean, is it just been a case of just not clicking? Or, or what? Is there no, I guess there's no single thing. It's, it won't be about preparation because you guys will prepare as, as well as anybody else. You know, anywhere in yeah, world I, cricket, I'm sure. But I, I just think we've got like a good, good form. Like we've got a good squad of fast bowlers, and by that I mean not just in playing the first team. You need to be successful. You need like seven, eight fast bowlers yeah. who can all play in the first team, and and we haven't had that for for a while. Um, so you got people like Jake Ball, Zach Chappell, Brett Horton, for instance. There's other lads as well, Joe Everson, Tom Barber. But them three lads who aren't playing the first team, which could easily go and open the attack for any, wow, any, okay. you know, uh, most teams in the country, couldn't they? Really? Mm. Yeah. One lad's played Test cricket. One lad's played England Lions, and one lad's got two hundred and fifty first class wickets. So I mean, that. But that's what you need, really, mm. to go on and be successful. Uh, and on the flip side, the batting side of things, and uh, you know, while I played knots, I think it's been thirteen seasons now. We haven't really had a settled opening partnership, and then. Okay. Um, Hamid and Slater now, that's just, you know, the the batting lineups settled nicely. You know, you, 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 when successful teams, they don't really chop and change much. It's all settled. Mm. Slip calling's the same. One, mm. two, three, and they're the same. Gully field's the same. Do you know what I mean? So you all start to get used to how we how each other play and um, and you feed off each other in the field and, you you know, the confidence of the side, it just, it just keeps going and going. So um, I think the balance is, is, is as good as it's been now. Um, there's a couple of good young lads in there, Liam Patterson White and Lyndon James, who are getting dragged along by the people like Brody yeah. and the scene lads. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's just a real nice balance, which I don't think we've had in the past. He's um, he's someone I, w- I wanted to ask you about, and you know, I don't answer this. Yeah, we played against Liam Patterson White last year. He was he was a pro at Kimberley, and he he just seemed off. He didn't seem like he was in a particularly happy spot with everything and and whatever else. Whereas obviously this year he's come in. He's kind of knocked Sammy out the side, and then come in. Has has he done something differently, or has he just kind of went and worked hard, or have you seen a change in him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been a definite change. He's worked really, really hard in his bowling. So um, he's always been a natural cricketer, so he can bat and bowl. But it's just tightening up your skills. You know what I mean? To go to the Mm -hmm. next level, like um, for instance, his bowling. He's worked on his pace of delivery. So you know. As a spinner, a left-arm spinner, bowling at Trent Bridge, you don't get too much out of the wicket. Mm. So you've got to be able to mix your pace as well. Angles on the crease, things like that. Yeah, um, He's a solid number eight. He, um, mm. he, he's got the potential to score hundreds, definitely. And also, he's a gun in the field. So 
he was always going to be a, a cricket. It was just when he was going to tighten his skills up to, to get him to the next level. And that's mm. the challenge for a lot of young lads, really. You, you know, the difference between second team now and first team is is huge. Yeah. Um, I think you've done what it used to be, really, because you used to get a lot of the old first teamers, you know, semi uh, senior pros who not playing the first team, playing in the second team. I remember playing against Craig White and people like that. And yeah, yeah. I bet you played with good lads yeah. Robert. So that. Um, yeah, I think in that third, one of the my first second team games, you had like Darren Bicknell, Paul Franks, who had all these lads playing in it. And it was, yeah. So, yeah, if that's not happening, then that's probably a bit of a shame for some of the lads growing up. Because I always found that, and you'd have probably found the same, like you playing against Craig White. Mm. You're looking at that and, and, and learning and developing. So well, some bloke who can good. reverse it at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> well, yeah. it, actually, we, we feel that this is a funny story. This was playing at Headingley. And David Waymire, who's a left arm spinner, was bowling. Yeah. And we were really young. And Craig Wright was at like Silly Point or something. And it was like the last over of the day. So we got all the next day to play. And I'd run down and try to, try to haul him out of the ground and got stumped. <clears throat> and Craig Wright said, he's went, you fucking silly twat. <laughs> <laughs> I was just walking off thinking, oh, God. I thought, oh, my God. It's a bit like, like the deadpan looked at me and was like, Fucking silly twat. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you bang on to it. Stumped the last day of the day. Oh. I bet the coaching staff were happy as well. Yeah, I know. I just one of them where you walk in the dressing room and just put your head down and don't look at anyone for about half an yeah, hour. Exactly. And then you look up and there's about four lads laughing at you like Ailsie and people like that. And just... <laughs> talking, talking, of, so of that. talking of Alex, and you, I know that you... I. I it's interesting because I know you've watched some of the lives and stuff, and I, I may have been critical of, not necessarily critical of Alex before, but um, about why, you know, is he going to get back into an England shirt and stuff? It, but more of a generic question, and you don't have to answer this. Do you think he's been harshly treated? I mean, the form he's been in for the last 12 months in T20 cricket, he's up there with the best batters in the world. Like, you know, what, what's what's the, and again, you don't have to answer this, but what's the, the feeling around knots, like, is it that he should be absolutely back in the mix by now? Don't, don't, it doesn't really get talked about. Like Alex is not really around much anymore. He's obviously, he's obviously a white ball player now. So it's um, changing rooms are different now because like, you have these white ball only players and that you don't you don't see him for a long time. So, but obviously, I speak to Alex. But in terms of, do I think he was harshly treated? I think that um, I think he, he served his punishment. In fact, that he's lost his World Cup spot. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like that. That's something you'll look back on and regret for the rest of your life, won't it? You know, we put yeah. so much work into the four-year build-up to that, you know, to winning that World Cup, to miss out and being in, in, involved mm. in it. Not saying he was going to play by any means, but even just being there at Lords and being being in the being squad. So, it, yeah. Um, I yeah, I mean, it seems to have dragged on a bit now, doesn't it? But you never know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't, you know, I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really, but I would like to see him back. On to... Because um, like you said, form, he's in form of his life. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't believe you didn't get picked up in the IPL. I was absolutely astounded by that. I, I just I just couldn't yeah. believe my eyes. Like, he is one of the... He has to be one of the top five T20 batsmen in the world at the minute. Um, it's a random competition, that. You know, you think... Some players, you think, surely they're in. They just don't get in. And then they pick up... Chris, Chris Morris. Morris with two <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says Chris Morris. He yeah. costs, costs whoever he plays for about a billion quid. But it's not. I know it's it's a it's a crazy competition, but 
you know. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, I, we've got the same age at me and Alex, so um, I think that I think most franchises have opening batsmen, and that's where he is, isn't he? He's an opening yeah, batsman, yeah. so yeah. sometimes it's just the way it is. Like teams have already set up and they've retained their players and they've retained opening batters. You're not, they're not going to sign one. Yeah, are they? I guess not. The, um... You must be looking forward to the IPL auction next next year, Fletch. If uh, me? Murray, yeah, Chris Morris is getting bought for two million quid. You you be thinking I might be worth eight hundred grand or something here? Oh, mate, I'll go for eighty grand. <laughs> <laughs> bit a bit a bit a bit of butter chicken and Netflix for six weeks. I'm all over that. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, on that, I mean, purple patches. What what a time personally for you at the minute. I mean. The, the the wickets, what well, I mean, the two best career returns in the last two games you played. I think ten for this match, eight for in the last game, three for it, three wickets in one over against Worcestershire. Retired one of my professionals from red ball cricket this week, <laughs> which I, <laughs> I'm not going to thank you for. Um, but um, I mean, you you must just be like bouncing into into work every day. It's it's really strange at the minute because it. I... I don't know. I don't know. I know. I've done some technical things, which I probably won't say on here because I don't want people to know. Um, but yeah, I've worked on a few things, but I don't feel like I've done that much. You know what I mean? I don't think I could change that much. So whether these technical things have made that that much of a difference, it's unbelievable. But I think sometimes you get in a rhythm with bowling, and when you're taking wickets, it doesn't take anything out of you. So you don't seem to get tired. Yeah. You don't seem to feel it as much as when you. You're bowling 25 every day and you're getting one for 70. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. It's At the minute, it's at a stage where I, I feel like I could bowl every single day. Because the ball is just coming out that nicely. And it's and when you're, you know, when you're in that much of a, you know, that's such a good rhythm, and Rob will know this, mm. you can run up with your eyes closed and you know where it's going to mm. go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's such a weird thing to do. Um, and ultimately, when it's completely opposite, sometimes you, you can't land it where you want. You know what I mean? Which is, happens yeah. more... Sometimes you'd be better off bowling with your eyes closed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, my first two overs against Cookney in my first team debut yesterday, I think most, well, I think everybody in the ground thought I was bowling with my eyes closed. Absolute, absolute shocker. Happens, uh, yeah, I think, you know. What, can you run us through some of your celebrations this week, Fletch? You've had some. Oh, I don't, Robbo, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought I, you were on that triathlon again. I know. I, I, I regretted it so much. It literally stopped and I was knackered. I was about half a K away from the wicket. So I had to get back in time to bowl an <laughs> ball and I was bollocks. Um, no, I just, you know them little periods you get at night when you declare and you um, you have like 18 overs at the side? Mm-hmm. It's weird because you can get on a roll and the crowd sense it and, the, you know, there's an energy in the field that you just mm-hmm. get a couple of wickets and it's like, right, can we get them five down tonight? Can we get them six down? And everyone's pushing. Do you know what I mean? So everyone's, because you know even if you're out there for an hour. Yeah, you can go balls up to stick on. You can just go yeah. absolutely berserk, yeah. And it was one of them, and it was Ricky West was obviously ex Knots oh. teammate, and he's what he's in my best Knots eleven. He was quality. So when I got him out of first ball, I just it was like an electric shock just going from my body, and I was off. <laughs> I saw it was like with each wicket in that over. With each wicket in the over, the celebration got further. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's why I think the actual ball. I just bowled a bounce and so I didn't have to <laughs> My my mum and Lisa and my mum are downstairs, and we were East Midlands tonight. Was on before we started recording, and uh, that wicket was on, and I just saw you take off. Was it? And I said, I said to my mum and Lisa, I was like, "Oh, that's Fletcher recording tonight. He's done really well this week." 
But that's also the the wicket. That's also him retiring one of my players. That exact same clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, funnily enough, I text Fletch the other week when he when he's that direct hit from run out, and it's no longer called the Imran Tahir. It's now the Luke Fletcher because it's that direct hit run out, oh, short mate. third man, but, and he just took off. To be fair, to be fair, I've had, before that I'd had one run out in my whole career. So <laughs> run outs. You can go berserk on a run out because that was unbelievable a feeling. So, <laughs> but, but that wicket the other night, I looked, I watched, it, watched it back on social media. And I was like, "What are you fucking doing? <laughs> Why are you running around here like an idiot like that?" It was but a little, it, get... it was a little skips and bunches that I was I know, crying at. That I can't even jump. I can't even get off the ground. Could I? <laughs> six foot six when he stands up. Six foot two when yeah. he jumps. Yeah. I can't. Sometimes you're just so into the game, aren't you? That you just emotions just go. Yeah. You just go with. It. Um, one of the things I want to ask you, obviously at the minute you've gone five for six for seven for in the first innings, and like Jono said, you've gone six, eight, ten wickets or whatever it's been. Of you said, knots have got a lot of seamers and a lot of very good seamers. Is the rot- in this situation? Is the rotation policy something that you're kind of going? I don't want to not play. Or are you? Do you it's get great question? Yeah, I mean, I I missed I missed the second game through illness. I had like a chest infection, so um, I missed that game, um, which was good in a way because the first game I bowled forty-seven overs against Durham, so I was I was pretty knackered. And then you got to back it up three days later, mm. so I have missed that game. But I mean, yeah, I think well, at the minute for me, no, I think when you're in this rhythm, you just keep going. Yeah. If I was to, if I was to stop now, it'd be, it'd be stupid. I mean, unless I literally feel like I cannot play and, you know, I'm absolutely bollocks or I've got a little bit of a niggle, mm. you just got to keep going with it, ain't you? You've got to keep going. Is that something pack- you can go to Morsey with? Is, is that something yeah, I mean, you can go to him with and say, mate, I just want to keep going? Yeah, Morsey, Morsey trusts me and I, like, and so I, was, I would trust him as well. He would say, look, mate, I, I really don't want you to play this game. I think you should sit out. I, I would have respect for that and trust that, but... I think on the other hand, he's the same with me. If I got to him and say, "Look, mate, I'm I'm playing it. I'm I'm not missing out this game," then that's it. Away you go. Away it's been go. a pretty so, hectic um, schedule, though, hasn't it? In terms of you know the the way that the championships being run this year. I, again, I was talking to Joe Leach um, last week, and he was talking to me about the the rotation policy through Worcester. I was talking to uh, Luke Wood's dad, and he was saying that Luke got a hundred up at for for Langs, and obviously in the form of his life, but. The next game was his turn to miss out as one of the bowling unit because you've had so many games in such a short space of time. Like they do, have, as professional athletes, they do have to manage your workload because there's a huge amount of stress going through your body. And if you say like you bowl forty odd, almost fifty overs at Durham, and then have to back it up three days later, like they they do have to not wrap you in cotton wool, but they they do have to be careful with you, don't they? Well, there's a few teams, John. I think Worcester, one of them, that got nine games in nine weeks. I mean, how ridiculous is yeah. that? How are you supposed to maintain a level, a standard of performance? Mm. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And we yeah, they, they, they probably won't week. have a bigger squad as you guys either, will they? No. So I mean, you you're basically chucking out lads who are knackered mm. all the time, mm. and um, it, that's when it becomes really, really tough. And you need your squad of bowlers, like I said, but. Um, I think while you're running hot, you got to keep going. I mean, we go to Edgebaston on on Thursday, and that can at times be a good place to bowl if a bit of cloud mm. come there. So you're not going to miss out. Talking of Edgebaston, and 
I know, I don't know if you've mentioned so Obviously, you had the incident at Edgebaston where you got struck upon the dome. Oh, God, yeah. In the, in the T. Yeah, we can all see it. Somewhere there. Nice, naughty little scar. Yeah. I mean, I've watched actually watched the coverage of it. It seemed to go up off your head, and I don't think anyone tried to catch it, which I'd have been a little bit cross about. No, they did. <laughs> Harry Gurney dropped it, I think. <laughs> Jerry, you went to short fight. He went, Robert went to short fight leg. Stop <laughs> it. He went, he went to short fight leg. So it's, it's, all you can see on the footage is it going up. Yeah. You can't. It's gone 50 it's yards back leg. the other way. Yeah, so, yeah. Crikey. Uh, but how was... Obviously, but I... I know what you like you were fun that, that that must have been that next t20 game obviously you didn't play t20 game for another 12 months because you weren't allowed to but like that how was it then bowling in t20 i know since then you've probably become a t- bit of a t20 specialist haven't you? or not a t20 specialist but you've become a yorker bowler that can operate in that how was it that first time you went and bowled after that probably well, yeah. honestly, mate, it was fine like but that was that's one of the first questions someone asked me like how do you think you're going to feel when you're going to come bowl again? I was like, well, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? I'm not going to be, I'm not going back to Utah just yet. I went to <laughs> cricket career, but you know what I mean? That, that never entered my mind once. So it's okay. quite weird. No, yeah. I even got a caught and bowl this week. Someone hit one back and there's a bit of a, like, obviously you, you react a bit, but no, there's not once I thought I'm not playing again. In fact, I was devastated and I wanted to carry on, but. What was it? What I mean, what was the first thing that went through your head before? I mean, the seam. <laughs> the seam, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, cheers, Simon. No, but I mean, you know, it must have. I mean, can you can you even remember? I mean, did you get? You must have got a pretty bad concussion from it, I'd imagine. Or no, no, I remember it all. I, mean, I remember it hitting me and thinking, right, you're in a bit of trouble here. And like naturally, obviously, when you get hit on the head, you put your hand on your head. Yeah. And then it was about ten seconds, and all the lads were around. And I was still on the floor, and then I took my hand off the end. And it was like a cartoon, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. out. I thought, oh, God, I'm in trouble here. So then I went to stand up, and everyone's like, no, the physics like, no, 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 stand up. And I said, no, 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 I need to get off the field. So he's got this towel, he's banged it on me, and I just walked off. Yeah, I just walked off. And then when I got in the dressing room, Edgebaston, it's, it's a massive dressing room. I don't know yeah, if you've been. Yeah. No. You've been in? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's like, like the physio room there. So I'm in there, there's like four doctors and they're just banging loads of drugs in my head. Um, and then they're showing it up there and then and I was literally in an ambulance, bang, straight to the hospital. Wow. That was it. Was it. it was Sam, Sam Hayne, wasn't it? Sam Hayne. It was, a, it was yeah. a pretty clean ball. I mean, I, you'd imagine that, I mean, he's still standing out there batting. And I know you obviously play with different sides, and you, but you, you may know each other. I mean, that can't have been an easy thing for him to have had to... Because he would, he would have felt guilty about that, right? There's no, just as a, as a bloke, like, was there any interaction yeah, afterwards see, from him or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see, well, he, he texts me, I, I mean, he texts me straight away, like the day after. But when you play on Sky, you, you don't have your phone. You're not of allowed, course, yeah. You have to hang yeah, your phone. Yeah. So I didn't have my phone until, like, I think Dan Christian brought it to the hospital about midnight. So, because I was having loads of head scans. So I didn't actually go to sleep till late, real late. So he bought my phone then, and obviously, like, Haney and loads of people texting. He just put, oh, I hope you're okay. He said, I was thinking of loads of things to write, but then I just didn't know what to yeah, say. Yeah. So I just put, you're okay, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it's not his fault, is it? He's absolutely crunched. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. part of the game, I guess. He did react. If on the footage, you see him, he hits it, and he sees it hits it, and he, like, backs off. He, like, recoils to to, uh, to square leg. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Know where the I'm, ball went. He might have been trying to make sure no one caught it, but like it just looks like he's hit it, and he knows straight away. Yeah, like exactly. yeah, something's not right there. But yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I, I was having scans for months after that. I was going to see all these like brain surgeons and all this stuff, sort of stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> there was things you have to do, but. It was uh, there was a little t- like tiny bleed on the brain, but f- in, for them sort of things, it's more the I think it's called the second hit syndrome. Mm. That's 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 what can turn nasty. Um, but oh yeah, I got looked after well. I, I couldn't drive for six months, wow. which was that was by far the worst. Yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. That was a stinker. That but no, as soon as cricket start the next year, I'll straight in and then bang away you go. Right. Uh, well, look, that is the uh, the first half of the uh, interview with uh, Luke Fletcher. Join us in a few minutes for part two. The Lord's Taverners is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity. We break down barriers and empower disadvantaged and disabled young people to fulfil their potential and build life skills. Our cricket programmes support some of the most marginalised and at-risk young people in the UK, using sport and recreation to build links and encouraging groups to play sport together. We tackle issues such as knife crime, unemployment, radicalisation and also isolation, something we are all feeling right now. Last year, our programmes impacted the lives of more than 12,000 young people and, with your support, will help even more in the future. Find out more and make a donation at lordstaverners.org and help us to continue our life-changing work. Thank you. Uh, So thank you, as always, to our charity partners, the wonderful Lords Taverners. Uh, As always, you can support them and donate three pounds by texting TAVS11 to 70331. Uh, all the amazing work that they do offering kids a sporting chance in life, no matter their circumstances. Please make sure you are at least 16 and have the bill payers' permission. Um, so we are still with the wonderful, wonderful Luke Fletcher. We've just been there. Uh, Showing a few funny stories uh, offline that will stay between the uh, between the three of us, um, but yeah, brilliant to have you with us, Luke. Um, obviously, as you know, we 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 tend to talk to all the guests about something that maybe hasn't been that easy. I know we've just covered off the the injury, the the awful injury you had uh, in the game at Edgbaston. The other thing that we're going to talk to you about is obviously the the hundred should have been played uh, in two thousand and twenty. Obviously, it was then got put back. You were part of it in 2020, but then weren't retained for this year's um, competition. Uh, firstly, do you know, I mean, were you given any kind of reason for that? Uh, you know, what, are you excited about the opportunity through the wildcard system? Like, how are you viewing the competition from last year to this? Well... Very, or differently, really, because at the minute I'm not in it, so I'm not really taking much time and focus, not really focusing on it. But um, when I, yeah, I mean, getting in it first was unbelievable. I mean, I was watching it on Sky Live, and then your name comes out, and you're thinking, oh my God, this is incredible. And then that was literally, what, 12 months later, I had the same, sorry, the opposite yeah, yeah. So I got, basically got sacked from the competition, I'd not even played him, so I was angry. <laughs> I, I was angry. And I was upset. I was pissed off. Um, but I, I, like most things, mate, you, you know, you just got to crack on and do what you can off off the field to get yourself back in and give yourself an opportunity to get back in. And at the minute, I'm at, 
I'm just looking at trying to dominate the T20 Blast and get on the, get on the wild card and then away you go mm. sort of thing. Um, but that's sport. Sports, a lot of times sport is about timings. Um, so, for instance, now I'm out, I'm out of contract at Nars. Couldn't be in a better place, could I? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it, I mean, timing's everything. And last year in a pandemic, I got I had a couple of injuries. I only played five T20s. Wasn't really up to it. Didn't do that well. Lost my um, lost my um, hundred contract. So it's just a timing thing, and you got to make sure that when the opportunity comes, I give myself a, you know the best chance I can. So what? I'll be targeting that. But and then also, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people worse off than me in life than me losing a thirty grand hundred mm. contract. You know, what I mean, people losing their jobs. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's... but at first, I must admit, at first, I was I was angry. At first. Was it the Rockets that you were you were with? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was Trent Rockets, and I did all the like media stuff, and went to all the media days, and was filming at Nottingham Castle and all that, and had all the gear on and that. So it was a bit embarrassing, mate. Thinking, I've done all that. I'm not even playing. It's in the book, the book that I've I, I wrote last yeah. year. There's a, page, there's a page about the hundred with a picture in it. I look right, twat. I'm not even in that. <laughs> of course, <laughs> nothing you can do about it. It's, but I mean, that 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 sort of sums up sport, doesn't it? I mean, it's quite brutal at times. You just got to crack on. How was the experience of writing the book? Like, is is that something that you've always wanted to do, or like, I mean, no. how did that all come about? It was Dave Bracebill who rang me and he said, what, "What you know? Do you fancy doing a book?" And I at first I said, "No, no, no, not not really for me." I thought, "Why? Why does anyone want to read a book about me?" And I. And then he, he left it and then he asked again, he said, look, listen, I think this is a good idea because, you know, the way you've come into the game is very different to the, the normal academy mm. graduate, you know, that sort of way. He said, I think people enjoy it. And, you know, you get a few ex-players to write a few nice bits, uh, which Flintoff did, he folded the book, you know, Treskoffic's in it, Alex Stewart. So, I mean, I just thought, you know, it'd be nice for me to reminisce and go back and, how it all started. Like even my school teachers are in it. They've they've put something in. Did it, you so. find it an easy process? It's quite great. For me, mate, it was. I mean, I didn't obviously do the yeah, writing, yeah. but I just told all the stories. So I just it came out of my mouth and Dave written right. it down. So every day in the lockdown we'd we'd ring me up and say, Oh, tell me about nights out or tell me about team bus trips or tell me about your favourite away ground. You know, just like mentioning things and I'd say blah 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 this and then all of a sudden you form a a chapter yeah. together and then we went through my family obviously at the start when I grew up and schools I went to and then gradually Johnny Throwers in there, he did a section. So yeah, it was yeah, it just sort of over time worked really? itself out. It was quite a weird thing to do, but been done now and it's something that you can say. And, and how can people get hold of it? And what's it called? It's called Tales from from the Front Line. And you can get hold of it on through Amazon. I think it's in Waterstones. Um, yeah, you know what, John? I don't, I don't. I know it's them too, but I know it's on something else as well. But definitely get it through Amazon. That was what people were buying it on in the lockdown. But Waterstones, I think it's Brilliant. out there now. The shop. Well, Robbo and I can both testify to uh, to Fletch being a, a wonderful bloke and having many. Many a, a very funny story. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Get out there. Get your hands on it. You won't be disappointed. Uh, and it also, um, we'll put some money in Fletch's pocket, which means he can buy Robbo and I a beer next time we catch up. 
Happily, yeah. I mean, it's not a lot, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what, if there's any of the cricketers that I grew up with thinking, who I thought he's going to write a book, no offence, Luke, but he won't be offended by you. You were at top of that list. Robert, I surprise surprise myself all the time with things I do, and I don't. I don't don't put much thought into anything. (laughs) Sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. You know what I mean? I'm not really a bloke that sits on the fence, so I'm either in trouble or I'm out of trouble. So, I mean, that's that's the way I live life. And I would have said the same, mate. No chance. I don't even read books. Never mind. Right books. I've never read them. So, So, um... (laughs) Uh, obviously, obviously, fun. having done that, I mean, you know, uh, you, you go go for it, and obviously, but what, um, what does the future hold for you? Obviously, you have got two young kids, uh, wife at home. Um, what you know, wh- when it does come time to hang up your boots, hopefully in in you know many years down the line, like what what interests you? Like what what do you you see your next kind of challenges as being? Um, what's going to be the focus? Do you think? Um, I think I would love to stay in the game. You know, I've been, I've been. It's all I've sort of known. So, to go out of the game that you, you know, you've been playing yeah. all your life would be, I think, crazy because you know it so well. Um, I, I've done my level three coaching. I'm, I'm um, in the process of trying to get onto level okay. four. So I think, you know, I've always said I'd love to be a bowling coach. I'd always, you know, I'd love to have ten or twelve younger lads who I can sort of help out and nurture. And watch them improve um, through the time, and, and sort of you know go down that route really. So a bowling coach would be the dream job for me. I'm not, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely looking to stay in the game. Well, you, you say that you've done a bit of radio broadcasting, haven't you, as well? Yeah, I did that. I've done. I've, yeah, I've done that. I've did a bit of work for Sky Sports as well. So I've done a few things. Um, which yeah, I, I mean, I'm open to all of them really. I've I, yeah. I enjoyed all the experiences with that, but I think being hands-on and on the field, there's nothing better than that. You know what I mean? Being in and around the dressing room, that's that's something that I think most players, when they retire, they say they miss the most. So to, to sort of stay in there and see it from another, see it from a different view. You know, I think when you're a player, sometimes you become so like wrapped up in yourself and you can come across a bit selfish, but I think as a coach, you know, you've got your lads to look after, you want to see them improve and, and um, you know, take him to the next level, sort of thing. So yeah, I think the coaching route is something that you know I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to go down. I guess finally, before we uh, before we get into the the questions for the tabs, um, I mean, surely uh, you know, with Brody being around at the minute, you know, and you having this, you know, purple patch, surely you're getting in his ear, aren't you? Just going, give Silverwood, give Chris Silverwood a nudge for me, get me, get me around the action, have it for me, my life is due. Well. <laughs> uh, Silver was at the Essex game when we played Essex at Trent Bridge, and um, I was walking laps. I was just doing laps because when, when there's no crowd, in, so I, you can walk around the ground. <laughs> Unbelievable! So I, I was just went for a quick lap, and um, Silver was sat in the boxes, and I just he said hello, and I shouted up and says, um, "I said I'm double XL." <laughs> <by the way." laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and he said, and he said it, no, and then he said, "He went so am I." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, no, brilliant. brilliant. And he just he just laughed it off sort of thing. I was just messing up. I'm obviously not, no, I'm obviously never gonna play for England. I tell but, you what, um, you could you, you could do yeah. a hell of a lot worse than putting yourself in the shop window the way you are though, right? Like, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean I mean it's nice that people say this and you you know, you read tweets on social media, but 
let's be real, mate. I mean, people like Craig Overton, yeah, Ollie yeah, Robinson, yeah. these lads, bro, they, these lads have been performing for three years. You know what I mean? I've just, I've had a decent yeah, couple yeah. of weeks. Then I'm doing it, doing it. So, and they can't even get in. You know, Broad and Anderson have seen off loads of bowlers. That yeah, they have, yeah. To be fair. What yeah, about, yeah. Um, I mean, we've got to mention someone else. Darren Stevens, 45 years old. What what a season he's having yeah. as well. I mean, I, I actually, I was seeing so much pop up on social media who was saying, get the Kent and Glamorgan game on YouTube now. Like, And I watched some of it. Yeah. Oh, my, he just, he's just unbelievable, that bloke. For, you know, for, for his age, yeah, considering he, he never used to bowl, you know, he's only really since he's gone yeah. to Kendy's. But what a phenomenal cricketer that bloke is. I think he took his first fiver at my age now. 32. Really? Wow. How insane yeah. is that? And now he's obviously been bowling for, what, 13 years. Now, we played against um, Steve Wright a couple of years ago and he got temper at Trent Bridge. Honestly, mate, could not let really? about him. It, I don't, it's, like, it's almost like the ball comes down, he can, he's slow so you can see it. Then it, it's a pitch just goes, Like Jim Rhodes. You like, him right, and Jim look a bit like each other yeah, at all, don't they? It's a bit of this... He's a bit of a nippy yeah. of Jim Rhodes because he's not, he's not slow, slow. You know what I mean? So you can't, but you just couldn't let it back on him. He got ten for it. He's all over everyone. He was, he was, he was unreal, and he got ninety odd as well first wow. innings. But I mean, I think with sportsmen now, like back in the day, it was like right, you know, you're a fast bowler. You're probably going to play till you're thirty-four, yeah. thirty-five, and that's it. But it's different now. You know what I mean? Sportsmen are different. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like Jimmy, and Jimmy Anderson. Like he's still playing Test cricket. A year older than me. Exactly, like what you know, it's 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 unheard of almost. But I think now the way that people live their lives, and um, you know, we got two strength and conditioning coaches, we have got two wow. physios. It's ridiculous now. You, you know, your assistant manager used to do it yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but, the kid I mean, man giving rubbed out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, people now are going yeah. on forever. But fair play to Steve, man. He just yeah, keeps yeah, going, yeah. doesn't he? It? Phenomenal. I mean. the, the He's always been able to strike a clean ball, but I mean the way he was taking him apart in in conditions that were not yeah. easy as well. Apparently it was like a forty five mile an hour wind whipping across Canterbury, um, and just yeah, but, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's great. Look, it's great to see, isn't it? Like um, I suppose that's why me, Robbo, and Jim Rhodes still think that we can do it at clubby level, despite despite yeah, being you know, that age. I know I can't, mate. Well, yeah, no, fair enough. and you know, I'll start bowling mucky off spin. <laughs> Well, yeah, the more off whiffers, <laughs> they, they can't be called off spinners because they don't really spin. Um, oh, that's harsh. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. anyway, uh, Fletch, it's been an absolute joy to finally get you on, mate, and talk to us. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, hope, well, look, you know, it's it's great for, um, you know, I'm getting to know you, Robbo's known you a long time, but it's great to be able to track your progress, seeing you're doing so well. Very much looking forward to that opportunity to have a beer with you down uh, at PAP with. Johnny Thrower and the boys who all talk so very fondly of you. Um, but yeah, just brilliant to have you on, mate. So thank you very, very much. Um, it's now time to try and take some uh, some money off him uh, for the tabs. Mm. So with there only being... Oh, so for those who don't know, Eugene's not just being exceptionally quiet tonight. <laughs> he actually isn't here tonight. Uh, he's really busy with work, so it's just the two of us. Uh, he's let us fly solo um, or... You, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. No, but people know what I mean. <laughs> um, so, uh, right, question. You should do the questions then because you've written them. Okay. Um, I think that was my dog cannonballing down the stairs, by the way, if that's what you can nice. see. 
nice. uh, and I will do the answer. So two quid a question, Fletch, all for the Lord's tabs. Um, yeah. Robbo's known you longer, so he'll, he'll have to match it. Yeah, that's why I've written the question. Okay. So question number one, Fletch. How many first-class balls have you bowled? 20,097. Oh, right, for a second, I was gonna I was gonna give a big objection, Your Honor, because if you'd have nailed that, I'd have been like, right, this is a stitch up. Um, you, you've clearly you've not I included actually, this I season. Actually, That's what you've done there. It, it is twenty thousand. Yeah, twenty thousand seven hundred and two. Mate, I looked the other day and I thought, no, shit, I bought twenty thousand balls. But oh my god. How long's your run? If you do the math, how long's your run up? Twenty meters? Oh, it's got smaller now, mate. It's fourteen point five. <laughs> yeah, plus a follow through. We'll give you, we'll give you six in the follow through. I mean, you've done yeah. some mileage then, haven't you? You know, when you play a four day game, um, the lads all with the GPS yeah. there. Apparently, across the four day game, so bear in mind, you know, your, your spells and that, then you, I don't know, your warm ups and that. It's like running a marathon every game. Wow. It's ridiculous. Plus the walking it? in between, like so. That's just actual getting yeah. up to up to speed. Yeah. A marathon again as a fast bowler. And all that weight that's going through your knee and ankles and all that. All right. He's, he's, he's fit now, I don't... No, I didn't mean... No, that wasn't so aimed at Fletch. I'm not. I'm not, Robbo. <laughs> Thanks, though, Robbo. I've, I've yet to meet the bloke face-to-face and you're trying to get him to wallop me the first time he does. <laughs> don't, know, don't worry about it, mate. I've copped it, I've copped it all my life. I'm used to it. Right, question number two. Who was your first ever List A wicket? Nicky Boyer. Oh, that's right. one that I thought you'd get. Because I think first wickets people is something that people generally remember, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've yeah. got easy on him there, Robert. I could even I could even tell you how the over. Oh, went. go on. I think my first ball was an offside wide, <laughs> which is shocking start, <laughs> isn't it? It's got I think Chris Reed's dived across first slip to catch it. <laughs> second second ball player missed, third ball snick. See ya. Mm. Shit. So I'd just like work my way in. Yeah, Nicky Bowie must have been livid. <laughs> What's the first two got out? Oh. Right. Brilliant. I think, I think you'll get this one right as well. But uh, your highest first class score, score is 92. Solid. But how were you out? Well, I've got two 92. Well, your first one. First one, bold by Imran Tahir. Uh, <laughs> what he meant to say was, "All oh, right, your second, second one. one <laughs> second one, run out. Okay, have, run out, run out by Keaton Jennings. Yeah. How, what, how, why were you run out though? How, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was April in Durham, and in Durham, obviously, it's got this nice lime green cover in the grass. <laughs> I went, I went running down that." And James Pattinson sent me back, and I just sort of slipped straight on my ass. <laughs> oh God! And then I tried to, I tried. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I no, you dropped me back. I watched it today. Collingwood was in. I tried to dip my head in like a sprinter, <laughs> as if that counts. The two funniest <laughs> like things that, I've seen just... on Nottinghamshire, obviously the Nottinghamshire TV channel. The, the other one's got to be Summit, right? Yeah, Summit. Oh, Summit's by far the best. <laughs> Summit's unbelievable, isn't it? It's he looks like he looks like a kid in a paddling pool. 
They've just been told that he's not allowed any sweeties for the next month. Sam it. He sat down right in the middle of the wicket, punches the floor, just looks so angry with life. Like, uh, uh, I mean, if that's available, Fletch, I'm going to go and look for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was locked in the toilets at, at Derby. There's a, there's a single cubicle there, right? And there was me, Mick Newell, Brody, Halsey, Ed Cowan, and I think Gurney in the dressing room. And we were all pissing ourselves, but Mick was here, so he was fuming. <laughs> so I, I had to go and lock the toilet. I had my hoodie on, like, I think Brody had his hoodie over his head like that. <laughs> lads were just like, lads were just hiding behind bags and everything. <laughs> and then, I mean, comes in, he's got, took his helmet off, he's got a bit of a bead on. <laughs> you see him like looking around everyone with these beady eyes. And I was, oh God, I was pissing myself. <laughs> and then once Mick, once Mick Neal starts laughing, the whole place just erupts. <laughs> it just erupts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's class. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Love that. Love that. Right, so you're, you're having that. That's two, that's two you've got, right? right. Uh, how many first-class list A and T26s have you hit? Wow. First-class sixes, 26? Yeah. Jesus. List A... Oh, this day I'd say like fourteen. Mm, I mean, I was only after a total, but not quite. Oh yeah, you want all together? Yeah. I'd say twenty twenty. I see. I don't bat a lot in twenty twenties. All together, I'd say forty, forty four, fifty nine. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Right, okay. You were right. Bang on. Twenty six first class. Yeah. Twenty six list A. Right. And seven T twenty. Okay. I thought that Fletch, having listened to a few of these that we've done before, had been doing some proper research. Well, well when he reeled off twenty six no. first off, I was like, <laughs> no, oh, no. no John, I had I had my appraisal the other day, so it's always nice to know what your stats are before you go into your appraisal. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> You always should do that. You should always know what your stats are. <laughs> I'm not good enough anymore to have appraisals, mate. <laughs> I'm lucky they still let me play. <laughs> right. And the last one, I think you'll get this right if you said you've looked at your stats. How many first class fifers have you got? Nine. Fucking hell. Correct. Yeah, how, bonus question how many fourfers? 16. Oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> this a machine. How many tempers? One. I know that. One. I thought you're definitely going to know that. If we'd have asked you that last week, that would have been an easy one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, before we finish, actually, something I did want to say to you before. Um, obviously, you say you, you, your contract's up. Is that what your appraisal's about? Is that, are you obviously going through negotiations with the county at the minute to, to try and secure another an extension? Yeah, well, whoever's out of contract, so you, uh, if you're an out-contracted player, which is about four or five of this year. You have to you have to have an appraisal, like official appraisal. Right. Yeah, like one at the start of the year and then one towards the middle and the end of the year. Um, so there'll be like a grading system of like you know, obviously like if you get an A or something, it means you're definitely going to get a contract and, and works its way down. Um, so yeah, that you, that's the sort of like early start of the the process really of if you're going to get a contract. Well, look, fingers crossed, mate. Yeah. Do they have to let you know if they're going to release you halfway through the season? Is it like they've got to let you know in... Uh, well, I think that second appraisal, oh, okay. you'll know sort of know by then because, yeah. you know, 
They're normally pretty good. I mean, not so good. Like, I've never, never had any issues with knots over the years. Cool. Mick's always been pretty good with me. Uh, but ultimately, right, if you're performing on the field, then... That's it. You, you, yeah, if you I were you, I'd stroll with it now. I'd stroll with <laughs> yeah, the cons right exactly. now, Flex. Just yeah. go, you know, here's yeah. three years. <laughs> I, I've, I've signed <laughs> it, mate. Like I said, mate, timing's the key. <laughs> you, you, don't ask for, you don't ask for something if, you, if things aren't going <laughs> no. well. Here. If you don't want to feel, oh, you ain't got any more spare coats, have you, or anything like that? Then. You know, them hats are knocking around. Brilliant. Fletch, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure, yeah. mate. Uh, yeah, keep going well, mate. It's a pleasure to see you doing so well. And uh, yeah, I look forward down to uh, to having a beer with you down at PAP very, very soon. We'll see you down there. Yeah. I'll come and see you soon. Awesome. I really enjoyed that. Cheers, Cheers mate. Nice yeah. one. Take care. Yeah. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk.